Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, right, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Dad Podcast brought to you by Reliabank and the Man Salon. I am Jeff Turn. That is Rob Domofsky. He joins us from ESPN, covers the Packers. But today it's all about Rob the Dad, as we've talked so many times over the years, Rob, about uh, the Packers and about Rodgers and Favre and everything in the NFL. We'll do a little uniqueness today and have some fun, get to know you a little bit better. And uh, as both of us are, we're certainly uh, you know involved in sports, but we're also involved in being dads. So welcome into the Dad Podcast, man. Good to, good to have you, Rob. Yeah, it's great to see you, Jeff. All right, so uh, we'll kind of work our way through the logistics of, of being dads, and we're going to have some rapid fire and okay. the dad joke of the day. And I'm going to give you three jokes, and you got to pick which one's the best. So we'll get to that okay. in All a little right. bit. But but uh, give us the lay of the land for you, man, uh, wife, kids, the whole nine yards. What are we working with? Yeah, so my wife and I have two boys. Uh, one's about to graduate from high school, a senior uh, at De Pere High School, which is a suburb of Green Bay. And my uh, younger one is a sophomore. Uh, just about to turn 16. So uh, it's uh, both boys. Uh, Hogan's the older one. Roan's the younger one. They both play basketball. Uh, my uh, older son's varsity team won the state championship in, in basketball this year, 30-0. First team in Wisconsin history ever to go 30-0. and uh, So it was a pretty fun ride. Absolutely, man. So take me through that. Uh, you know, you cover so much of, of high-profile sports. Yeah. What was different about following your son's team going 30 and 0 versus following like some really good runs the Packers have had? Yeah, I cared who won. <laughs> That's the biggest difference, I guess. And, you know, like when you're covering games, um, I use the kind of the joke you can't spell media without me. You just root for the story, whatever is like. The, the best story when it's your kid, the only story that's worth a damn is, is winning. Right. Um, I, I guess I, I mean, I, I say that that's not the only thing, but like, you know, when you get to the level that they're at and this was a team um, that basically ever since like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, this group of seniors was supposed to win a state championship at some point. And as sophomores, they came one game away from getting to the state tournament uh, basically losing at the buzzer. Same thing as juniors, basically losing in the final minute. So it was like, you know, the, the, there was a lot of pressure on these kids from the community, um, you know, and, and really from themselves. And um, I would say this, like there were several points during the season where like I was, it was nerve wracking, right? Like there was one game um, late February, I think we were playing. It was a non-conference game, but um, we're Division One, which in Wisconsin is the highest division, okay. and Division Two is, is next, and three and four and five and so on. We were playing a non-conference game against the best team in Division Two that some people thought was actually the best team in the state. It's Pewaukee High School, which is where the Watt brothers, J.J., T.J., went. Um, they have a kid going to Iowa State. Uh, they have another kid that just committed to Nebraska for basketball. Anyway, we're playing them in a non-conference game, and uh, we were like 14-0 and at that point, 15-0, and somewhere about that. And it was a really close game. Our gym was sold out for a week ahead of time. 
Wow. And there was about, uh, about 58 seconds to go, and we're up five. And my kid gets fouled, for, and it's the seventh foul, so it's the front end of the one-and-one. And, like, you know what it's like, Jeff. If, if the first guy misses the first front end, front end of a one-and-one, it just it just intensifies. Snowballs, yeah. And I'm standing there, you know, kind of, I think we're all standing up at this point. And with, he goes to the line, and the sweat's just pouring off my head. <laughs> and and he, he calmly he knocked in the front first one, knocked in the second one, um, makes it from a five to a seven-point lead. The other team scores again. It's back down to five. He gets fouled again, knocks in two more. And I asked him after the game, I go, were you nervous, you know, stepping to that free throw line? And he goes, no, that's the hoop I shoot at every day in practice, you know. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, then we make it to the – get in the playoffs, and there were – you know, it takes six games to win a state tournament in Wisconsin. It's just like the NCAA bracket. Sure. Right? One, one through 16 seeded in each one. We were the one seed, obviously. And there were a couple of points on the way where I was pretty nervous, um, you know. In fact, in the semifinal game in Madison – at the Cole Center, we were down one with about 12 minutes to go. And one, I had my wife and two friends sitting next to me. And the guy on the far end, Pete Doherty, actually covers the Packers for the Green Bay Press-Gazette, looks at me and he goes, well, this isn't looking so good. And I say to our other friend, Wes Hodkowitz, who actually works for the Packers, Packers.com, I said, will you shut Pete up? This isn't what I want to hear. <laughs> right? like, so um, long answer, but, like, it's just, you know, when, when, you're, when, when your kid's involved in something, like that, look, it's high school basketball. It's not the end of the world. But to them, it's the most important thing. It certainly is. How different do you and your wife handle going to the sporting events? Yeah, it's pretty funny because uh, she's usually pretty steady, Never, really never says much. Um, in fact, when he got on a varsity as a junior, she was like, I don't even know if I can sit by you during the games. you know. And I started out, I sat kind of a row behind her, and I, I behaved, so everything was good. But – um, in the in the semifinal game in Madison, um, there was a uh, there was a series where Hogan's shoe fell off. He lost his shoe, it just popped out, um, and they didn't stop the game. He, it happened on offense. They kept playing. It happened on. He still played defense. Came down on offense, and he actually looked like he was he shot faked like he was going to shoot a three with one shoe on. And I was like, "What are you doing? Don't shoot it." Anyway, he passed another kid. Kid made a three, and they finally blew the play dead. But it, my wife stood up, and she never says a word. And she stood up, and she screamed, get him his blank and shoe man. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's amazing, man. And yeah, you know, my kids are eight, five, and three. So we're just getting to the point where yeah. it's becoming a little bit more competitive at eight-year-olds. Still not to the point where, right. you know, it, it matters as far as even wins and losses. We're not even keeping track yeah. in the leagues yet. But uh, I, I imagine that I'm going to be a lot like you and my wife's going to have me sitting probably one row behind her, at least for yeah. a while, until, until yeah. I can prove that, that I can behave. What's that dynamic between brothers as far as the competitiveness, the feeding yeah. off each other, the, the sort of uh, maybe even the teaching from one to the next on yeah. sort of what you have to go through? So super different personalities, uh, for one. Uh, my older one is, is very much a regimented, um, this is, you know, not that the other one's not a rule follower, but the older one is he's a super regimented rule follower, does it by the book. The younger one kind of just flies by the seat of his pants a little bit and is much more of a free spirit. Um, Chapter one, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus. Hmm? 
You're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. The younger one is, uh, was not on varsity as a sophomore. Um, we just had a really deep team. Most of his travel AAU teammates, um, they're all sophomores, played varsity basketball at their high school, and he did not. So there was definitely a little bit of, uh, you know, jealousy, competitiveness, animosity, you know, there as the season went on to the point where, like, uh, you know, he wouldn't hang out necessarily with him if he was with his varsity friends. And uh, which, I, hey, look, I, you know, you do you do it, do it the way you're going to do it. So um, but yeah, I mean, they get along pretty well, though. They're, they're they have the same interest. They both growing up played the same sports, both played baseball and basketball. Um, eventually, in early in high school, they both, um, you know, gravitated toward basketball and Jeff, it's like hard because, um, you know, if you, especially at our high school, which is a real, you know, we're one of the best programs in the state. If you're not playing basketball year round, you're probably not going to get on the court. So they both kind of decided, well, we're going to play travel basketball and, 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 and give up baseball. Didn't even play. My older one played high school baseball through his sophomore year. My younger one, I don't think played in high school at all. Um, which is kind of a shame because they were both pretty good players. Um, and you know, you kind of like to see them do different things, but, um, you know, it's just, as I said to, to one of the, to the baseball coach here, you know, why are your kids not playing basketball or why are your kids not playing baseball anymore? And I said, well, two reasons, one, our basketball program is so good that you better play all the time. And two, and this is just my opinion, basketball is way more fun. I agree, man. I agree. I mean, I, I'm already ready to have my, I, I know they're playing this summer. We got T-ball like last yeah. summer though. Halfway through June, it was a wrap for me. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's hot. I want to spend my summers doing something else. Yeah. You know, the weird thing boring. is, like, I, I'm a basketball guy. Always was. Um, I never coached him in basketball, but I coached him in baseball, and I never played baseball. Like, I never played, <laughs> but, but for whatever reason, I probably because of my schedule with the, with you know the summer, right in the summer, an off season, but. I coached him in, in baseball basically probably up through maybe like 13 years old, I think. And um, I'm not a baseball guy, but uh, it, it, I, it was fun. But I never really got to coach him in basketball, which was which is my sport. Rob Domofsky with us of ESPN. This is the Dad Podcast brought to you by uh, our good friends at Bank and the Manslaw. Hey, when it comes to Rob Domofsky, the coach, uh, what, what was Rob Domofsky, the coach like? I, I wonder what that what that was like. Were you like the guy that was yelling at him? Were you like uh, <laughs> nervous about the results? What was it like? I only yelled at my own kid. Uh, that, okay. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Um, I, you know, I was only the head coach for one season. Um, so I was just, I was, the, I think I was the bench coach, kept the book, never hurting, the, hurting the cats, making sure yeah, that they're in the dugout. Hey, you're on deck, you're in the yep. hole, you know, yep. you're in left field, you're in right, whatever. So I was never, I was never really the head coach. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, you ask some people and they probably tell you I was pretty, I was a little too fiery and took it a little too seriously. <laughs> it's, it's funny. This is a small, uh, smallish city, Green Bay. Um, and we, I was coaching, uh, my younger one was probably a 10 or 11 years old at the time in the, in the little league, um, for our little area here. And, uh, I'm in the dugout and I've got the book, I, but I think I was doing it all at that point. I'm telling kids where they're supposed to go. And there, there's, I, hit, I hear this little bang on the fence behind me. It's like rattling the fence behind the dugout. And I hear this voice saying, is this where you come to heckle the coach? I turned around and it was Mike McCarthy. Back oh. the his 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 kids played in the same little league. Um, Redemption for all the articles you wrote yeah, about. Yeah, 
pretty much. I was like, I was like, get out of here. That's great, man. That's great. Rob Domofsky with us on the Dad Podcast. I want to go back to the the AAU stuff. Uh, yeah. you, you can probably give us a firsthand account of this because you, you traveled all over and watched your kids yeah. play. But you know, you hear such a bad rap sometimes about the AAU circuit versus what you see at the high school level. Is that true from your perspective? Is it is it much worse or is it? Not it's as bad as people say. Yeah. It's different. There was this, um, and I don't think this Twitter account is active anymore, but there was this Twitter account. It was AAU Bingo. And it was like the bingo card of all things that happened in AAU tournaments that you'd never see. I, I sent a video. We were in, uh, where were we a couple weeks ago? We were in St. Louis. And I sent I, I sent this video that I took uh, to a bunch of my buddies, we're, we're sitting on the, um, our, we were getting ready to play the next game on this court. So we're watching the end of the game before. And the, the, um, the uh, uh, bleachers are on one side of the court and the team, the benches are on the other. And there's this parent, Jeff, that's sitting on the first row of the bleachers and he starts standing up and he's pacing back and forth on the sideline and he's talking to the reps and he's, calling out what he, what his kids should do. And I'm thinking like, dude, you're not the coach, man. Like <laughs> man. And he, to the point where he was like, he took two, three steps out onto the court. Like a coach would, I videotaped it. I'm like, this should go on the AAU bingo uh, Twitter account because it's just, that's, you'd never see that in high school basketball. Right. Yeah. Um, there's been, I've seen fights. I've seen, you know, teams, both teams show up with the exact same uniforms, same color. What are you going to do? Right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. You know, just, just stuff you'd never see in, in high school. Um, and, and, you know. What about the parents treating the, the refs as bad as you hear? Is it is it everywhere? Uh, is it sometimes? Is it I'd less than what you think? I'd say it's the only difference I would say is that in an AAU game, you're not in a, you know, it's, it's just a gym full of parents and, and people closely related. Whereas you're in a high school game, there's maybe a thousand people there and it gets, you just don't hear it. You don't see it as much. Sure. Like, I mean, there's plenty of people, Jeff, in the high school games that's, that, that stand up and scream and yell and whatever, but no, you, you just don't hear it as much because you're just in a crowded gym. These AAU games, it's, you know, it's friends and family only because look, they're charging 40, 50 bucks for crazy. spectators to get in on a weekend. I kept track last year of how much we spent in just admissions to get into these places, and it was like $575 for the summer. Just, what, just to pay to get in to watch. I'm not talking about hotels or anything. Right. I went last week to an AAU tournament here in Sioux Falls, and I went over to the Sanford Pentagon. We had some friends in town from Minneapolis. Yep. Their, their son was playing. And I, actually I, saw, walked I saw the pictures, and I heard that facility is outstanding. Outstanding. You guys, yeah. you guys love it down here, man. It's yeah. amazing. But I go over there and I'm, I'm going to walk in. I got me and my son and it's 15 bucks a person. We're going to watch one game for one 45 game. minutes. And I was like, luckily the people that were running it knew me for, they're like, ah, oh, you're media, man. Go ahead. Yeah. I didn't have to yep. cough up the 30 bucks. I mean, it was, yep. it was wild. And I've heard people complain about that. Sometimes they'll only send in like the dad and, and you know, the dad will watch one game right. at the one day or whatever the pass is yep. that, that has to change. I mean, I know they're yeah. they're trying to make money and stuff, but like right. five bucks is one thing. You know, yeah. fifteen I mean, bucks you, for you, a day. You go is crazy. see a, a high level high school game for five or six bucks. Yep, and you know you're going to get you know two hours of of entertainment, and yet you go one one AAU games twenty fifteen is cheap for for a one day pass. Usually they're twenty or twenty five, and like I we go to cities that like I have friends in, and they're like, oh, I'll come watch your kid play. I'm like, don't. It's you know, it's, it, it's I'm not gonna have you pay that kind of money to watch one game. It's funny because uh, and I'm probably giving away some secrets here, but uh, we had some 
parents on our teams and and you know we all talked about doing this was that they're all they're bracelets right they're these you know yep 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 you'd get at a water park or disney world or whatever and these tournaments you know if you play in a circuit you're going to play seven or eight of these tournaments there's only so many colors people would save the colors and watch who watch people coming out of the gym oh it's red this week i, I got my ziploc bag full of red bracelets <laughs> I'm, I'll take that one back i, I don't blame them I think it's expensive. Think of the, all the money. I mean, you you just mentioned the five hundred some dollars you spent just to get in. I think yeah. that's what deters some families from being able to to do some of this stuff is the, yeah. the travel that goes along with it, right. the hotels and everything else. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's it's a lot. And you think about you mentioned your son's only playing the basketball circuit. Think yeah. of the basketball circuit. The, those that are playing baseball, those in hockey. hockey I mean, it can be yeah. it, it can be right. it can be your working to pay your right. new sports fees. Yeah, and and like look, there's kids from you know less fortunate backgrounds, and you know that that there's you know, want to play and deserve opportunities to play. And, and for some of them, it's probably really, really difficult. Absolutely true, man. Rob Domofsky with us here on the Dad Podcast, brought to you by Relive Bank. Many locations in and around the area, Sioux Falls, Hartford, Humboldt, T. And, of course, uh, check them out online at relivebank.com. I, um, I want to ask We've you about actually, the balance. Jeff we, Jeff, we actually have played some teams from the Sioux Falls area. Uh, have you? Which, uh, are they, are they good? Well, how would you compare them? Do they suck? Are they good? Tell, tell oh, the people good. of – yeah, very good. Last year, uh, my older son, when he was seventeen, we played. Um, was it like Pentagon Schoolers? Or, yeah, Sanford uh, Pentagon Schoolers. Yep. Yeah, played them really good. Really, they had a kid. I think he was going to University of Sioux Falls, who postered my kid. I mean, just threw one down. Um, and and then we played a team. My younger one this year, Team Warwick or Warwick. Yeah, Warwick um, Warwick workouts. Yep, they're they're great. Warwick yep. workouts. Yeah, we yeah. played them, and we actually were fortunate enough to beat that team. But they were. I, they are really good. They, they they then after we beat them went on to beat this Iowa Barnstormers team, which is always you know really really good. We saw them. I think that was in the Quad Cities. We played them, so it's been fun. To, it, it, that's the kind of neat thing is like the kids all sort of follow each other and obviously Twitter and all that. You know who the good players are, but it's just kind of cool. Like you know you get your schedule for the week. Oh, we're playing a team from Colorado. They've got this guy who's you know got an offer from here. They and it's just kind of cool. The suit. I would say the suit falls guys and the the green bay area uh players very similar style of play very similar skill level um you know it's just pretty fun to to see you know like you see people from you know your high school deal you play the same teams every year right Right. it's kind of neat to see teams from all over the country absolutely very cool man i I know a lot of people will hear this podcast and hear rob domofsky and think packers and 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 you covering the nfl so over the years how have you balanced you know, breaking news. I got to go do this first. Yeah. I still got to be a dad and take care of my family. Yeah. Um, has, has ESPN been, been, you know, uh, accommodating to that? How, yeah. how does that part work for you? Yeah. The state tournament, I told my editor, I'm like, look, if the Rogers trade happens and it's, it's Friday or Saturday night and we're playing in the Cole center, like I'm, you won't, you won't get me. Right. I, I even said, I'm like, you know, I'll take a vacation day if I have to. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. You know, we had stuff done ahead of time for the Rogers situation. A lot of stories were written ahead of time. Um, You know, so you little holes could be plugged in, but I, I can tell you this, I've written a lot of stories and done a lot of radio shows and recorded some things from, high school cafeterias from the parking lot at a, at a, at a gym or a baseball field. Uh, I'll tell you this real quick. One time um, the pack, when the Packers hired Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, January of 2018, you know, you, you, you knew they're searching for general manager, right. And, and, you know, it's down to three or four candidates or, or whatever. Well, we had a tournament about a half hour outside of, of town, a basketball tournament. 
in this little little smaller community called Seymour. Um, and I just I took my computer in with me, and sure enough, right after one of the game, we played like three games that day. In between either games one and two or two and three, news breaks that they hired Brian Gutekunst. So I take my laptop and I open it up, and I'm in the cafeteria. And there's some people there who know what I do and some people don't, but some so people are like, look at, looking at me and I'm banging away on my computer and I had people come, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, well, they just hired a general manager. I had one guy stand over my shoulder and watch me type my, <laughs> write my story line by line. I'm like, dude, like, can you give me a little space here? You know? Um, but like, it's so, it's, it's much better now. Like, um, you know, than than you know, 15 years ago when you didn't have the technology to do that. And look, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, I was worried if the Packers made the playoffs this year that I was going to miss some games and yeah. some, some of my kids games. And um, again, I go back to where we started. You can't spell media without me. I'm, you know, I was not disappointed that they didn't make the playoffs from a personal standpoint. Obviously sure. if they made it, I'm going to do my job the same way, uh, you know, win or lose. But uh, yeah, there was definitely times where, where I'm like, you know, boy, I hope things work out a certain way. So, so I can go to games and type the NFL schedule just came out this week. And my wife said, well, how do you think it's going to work? My older son's going to go, it's going to play in college. Well, how's the schedule look for, you know, getting to those games, still go see my younger one who's going to be on varsity next year. So I was just kind of already looking at the Packers schedule, seeing how many road games they play in December, where they're at. If I have to, could I fly somewhere, you know, day of the game, which I don't normally do, but you know, could you do it? So um, yeah, it's sort of, sort of, you know, yeah. And, and it's interesting. So many fans are looking at the schedule right now, trying to figure out what trips they can take. Rob's looking at it to figure out how he can yeah. get to the games for all the kids right. that he's got, man. That's great. Rob Domofsky yeah. with us of ESPN on the dad podcast. All right, man. Uh, here's the part of the show where we go rapid fire on you. All right. Yeah. We got eight rapid fire questions and then I got three dad jokes and you okay. have to tell me which is the best dad joke. All right. First question. Uh, who is the best TV dad of all time? Boy, uh, it's definitely not George Costanza's dad. I'm a, big, I'm a big Seinfeld guy. It's definitely not Frank Costanza. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I don't watch that much TV anymore. I watch Yellowstone. It's definitely not John Dutton. It's definitely, it's definitely not, not him. him. It's not him. Uh, I, I will go with uh, – because I'm – Watch the show as a kid, uh, the Brady Bunch, Mr. Brady. That's a good dad right there. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of Tim Allen's uh, from Home Improvement yeah. as answers, yeah. but yeah, man, that's a good one right there. All right, uh, to, after you've chased all these kids down, you go into games. What's what's the thing you do to relax as a dad? Uh, we go to one of two establishments in our town, either Chicago Street Pub or Greystone Ale House for post game. Uh, Inter, uh, libations, I guess. There we go. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, who would you rather have as your dad, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I'll say Favre. Okay. All right. But would Bart Starr have been the best dad of all three? He would have been. Yeah, he would have been the the Mr. Brady of it. Uh, Brett, Brett would have been the hey, let's go. Uh, you know, go goofing around and Aaron would have been let's read some books yeah read some books yes I'll pass on I'll I'd take Favre too on that one all right um best place to take your kids to a game not named Lambeau Field mm, probably Fiserv Forum okay all right big Bucks fans that place is amazing yeah they're I was great. I was there for I think it was game 
game four of the NBA finals uh, a couple years ago, and we had an absolute blast, man. I was with my my father-in-law. I got to bring my son Beckham. One of my buddies from Chicago came on up, and uh, that place place was a lot of fun. All right, better movie, Father of the Bride or Big Daddy? So I've never seen Big Daddy. What? Um, Rob, come on, man. You're on the road all the time. You need to download Big Daddy and watch it for me this year. All right. Because what I know of Big Daddy, I'm going to say Big Daddy because Father of the Bride was kind of cheesy. I agree with you on that as well. Like, are you an Adam Sandler fan? Have you seen the others? Like Billy Madison? Happy. I've seen Happy Gilmore. I've seen Billy Madison. I'm not. It's not like I'm rushing out to see. Um, all those SNL guys. Like, I've never seen Anchorman. I know that's that's probably like, crazy. Oh, like, I know. Oh, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler. I know. I know. Oh, man. That's crazy. All right. Uh, what do you wear that your kids think is lame? <laughs> everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, do you wear socks and sandals? No. Okay, good. Yeah, that's that's cool enough. Then, as long as you're not that guy, I didn't instruct my friend last week, dude. You can't be wearing the socks and the Crocs and whatever the hell he was doing, man, the other day. Um, how different is grocery grocery shopping with dad versus mom? <laughs> they get. I'll buy whatever that. Pretty much whatever they want. <laughs> Tell everybody quick too. I know you've told me this, but um, your grocery shopping it used to be different until uh, Aaron Rodgers started going on the McAfee show. Right? You had to change yeah. how you run your errands. Right, yeah. Tuesday is Players' Day off in the NFL, and that was when I used to go. You know, I'd do all my shopping. I'd run. I don't mind shopping. My wife hates it, so I'm like, I'll do it. It's fine. Yep. Take Tuesday, go to the grocery store, go to you know, go to Costco, go wherever. And uh, now, then, when he started doing McAfee every Tuesday, now I'd have to sit at my computer and, and sit there and listen to him because he, he knew he was going to say something. Yeah, he certainly he certainly said a lot. That is for sure. Final rapid fire question: Who's the Packers' daddy? Mm, probably Matt LaFleur. Like Matt's, Matt, Matt brings his kids around. Uh, it's kind of fun to see. He's a younger coach with younger kids. Um, it's kind of cool to see him uh, bring his kids around. Now, I will say this, like Mason Crosby, who's not currently on the roster, the former kicker, has got like five or six kids, uh, and he's definitely probably dad of the year there. We know the Packers are, are the Bears' daddy. Is there a team that you would say is the daddy of the Packers? San Francisco. <laughs> easy answer all right man uh the dad jokes of the day brought to you by okay. Reliabank. bank all right you're gonna hear three of them and then you got to tell me which is the best dad joke okay yep. all right quite off uh, first joke how do you make holy water you boil the hell out of it okay, okay. <laughs> all right what did the evil chicken lay <laughs> deviled eggs <laughs> oh, pretty good. Pretty all right, good. all right, all right. Uh, final one. What's the least spoken language in the world? Mm. Sign language. <laughs> I, I I like the chicken deviled egg one. I'm going all right, that. we're gonna go with that one. That is your dad joke of the day. We'll give it to the people one more time. Uh, what did the evil chicken lay? It is deviled eggs. Another one we've had that I thought was. Uh, where does the polar bear? Keep his money I don't know. in the snowbank, Rob, in the oh, snowbank. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, of course he does. Rob Dubofsky, uh, ESPN. You can read the work, ESPN.com. Thanks for hanging out on the Dad Podcast today, man. This was a lot of fun. You got it, Jeff. Always good to talk to you. Absolutely. As another page is turned on to Dad Podcast, we'll see you next time. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Believe.com. Have a wonderful week, y'all. 
Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waberhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waberhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.